This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined by the lovely Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> we are right in the middle of summer. Well, for summer is going to start for many people here in Phoenix. We all started our summer at the end of May, but I know that people in the East Coast and some West Coast start in the middle of June, right about now. And I know how much swimsuit season's on the mind. Yeah, I was going to ask real quick. So swimsuit season is on the mind. How do you define summer? Do you define it as the end of school or when the weather is unbelievably hot? Or the calendar? I have to say, well, here in Arizona, it's hot a lot. So I would say summer's defined by when everybody is off of their normal routine because the kids are off from school. Okay, I like that definition. That would be summer. And you do spend, especially if you are in the Southwest region of the United States, you spend a lot of that season in swimsuits, in tank tops, and shorts because it is hotter than hellfire outside. (laughs) It is. And I know that getting ready for this, a lot of people are very worried about the swimsuit. And I'm one. I'm one. You're worried? I'm always worried. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I feel like ever since turning 40, I have a harder time staying healthy. Yeah. And, And that's all encompassing. That's eating like crap. That's not the same amount of exercise that I used to do doesn't work the same. So now I have to do more. And then I'm like, oh, and the whole, should I love my body more the way it is? But it's like, I just want to be happy and I'm not always happy with that. Yeah. No, I get that. I think that's how I felt a few months ago. Well, I mean, that's how I felt last July when we came back from the cruise and I got COVID. (laughs) And I mean, I'm currently 41. So for all of you out there, there's my age. (laughs) But I mean, some people look at me and they're like, what does she know about parenting and these things? Because she's a child and I just look naturally 
childlike, <gasps> even though I tower over most people. I would say you look young, not yeah. childlike. To me, someone young. saying that I look childlike would be a- offensive. I'd be like, I don't like that. No, 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 no. No, okay. Not childlike. I no, look, I but look that, that's just Bree's thoughts in her brain. Yeah. Well, as an older child, when you tell me I look young, I'm, I have authority. I know what I'm talking <laughs> there about. There you go, like, right? <laughs> we all have our things in our head. Somebody says one yes. thing and we look at it like we were just talking about that before we started recording. One thing is said and we're yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so I felt this way because first of all, my body didn't work because I had COVID. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of bed. And I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm done with this. I'm going to start working out. And I started working out. It was inconsistent. It was consistent to the point where I, I tried 10 minutes a day, like tried. And you get reamed out by our guest on this one too, in this interview. About that one. You do or you don't. There is no try. I'm trying to be Yoda. You did, that, did that have a Yoda yeah. sound? Yeah. But, you know, I tried and then I just wasn't getting anywhere until I committed to putting in a certain amount of time every day. And I tracked it on our habit tracker, like we do in Balance VIP. This is why we have the habit tracker. Doing a certain amount each day, tracking how consistent I was with it. And then when that didn't give me the results I wanted, in the beginning of March, I'm like, okay, time to eat better. And about two weeks into eating better, and I have a whole process, it's not just eating better, Mm -hmm. but I started feeling more confident and happier and stronger. And I think in this interview, we go into how to actually achieve that in your life, how to reach your health goals and what's kind of missing. So I can't wait for you to hear this interview. It is with Lisa Drexman. She's the founder of Fit for Mom, which you might know as one of their classes, Stroller Strides. It is the country's largest fitness program for moms now, and they have classes that don't involve strollers. Lisa is a noted speaker, author, podcaster, and a powerhouse of energy. I absolutely loved her energy too. She was so much fun. She's passionate about helping women get out of overwhelm and into a life of health and happiness. And she shares her life hacks and experiences to help you live a more passionate and purposeful life. And we hope you enjoy our conversation with Lisa. You want mom life? to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Hey, Lisa. I'm so excited to have you on because I went to stroller strides when my daughter was younger. Yes, that makes me so happy. It's so fun to meet you. And I I only made it to one class. That does not make me so happy. (laughs) My daughter was crying the whole time and I was just dealing with postpartum and like all those insecurities that you have Mm -hmm. as a new mom that I was so embarrassed to come back. 
And so pretty much 90% of all of our clients That's what are I was going to say. Yeah. So while I didn't try stroller strides, you know, I think it was because when my son was born, it was the beginning of the Phoenix summer. And I was like, oh, heck no, I'm not going out. Oh, I know. They go early and our, our Arizona classes start real early to avoid that heat. Okay. And Joanne oh, yeah. will tell you- It was you- in a mall, actually. It was in the Chandler Mall. Oh. So we weren't mm-hmm. even in the heat. So it was a really good- Joanne location. will tell you, why would Bree not go to a class that's really early to avoid Arizona heat? She can't yeah, wake up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Got it. No, not. She's I late totally to everything. Did. No, I am. <laughs> My son was early when he was born and I was like, what are you doing? You're messing up the family mantra here. We show up late to everything. Luckily, as a teen, he got the memo finally. And he's now late with okay. me to everything. But I digress. Okay. My point being is what you just said. I think so many of us as moms, we fear that everybody is judging us. And I would refuse to go grocery shopping. Because I was afraid because I had a time where my kids screamed and cried and I felt so embarrassed. Like everybody was staring at me that I was like, nope, won't do it again. Yeah. We want all moms to show up like come hot mess, messy bun, poopy diaper, whatever you have to do because we get it. And that's really Mm -hmm. so much of what we're about. And we all know that one out of four moms has postpartum blues. So we are there to be her love, her support, her place to get some exercise, fresh air, unless you're in the mall class. (laughs) (laughs) It's still fresh air. It's still fresh. We're used to it in Arizona. Still got out of the house. Getting out of the house with a baby is amazing. Huge. Still saw people, definitely. And I have to say that class, when, when I was at that level, it was hard, <laughs> but it was it was like a good hard to knowing now what I know about fitness and I'm fairly into fitness now. It's something that I know if I'd stuck with and gone back, I would have gotten better at. Well, I really wish that you did stick with it because it's funny. Yeah. We have so many moms who are like, I can't go because my baby doesn't like the stroller. Stroller size is pretty unique. I mean, so if you've never seen a class, we've got moms singing to the babies. The instructors have bubbles and puppets mm-hmm. and it's workout for mom. It's fun for baby. And it is very common for a baby to cry in the first class. And then within three classes, they are hooked. And I kid you not, I can't tell you how many moms across the country have told me their kids' first words are stroller strides. You know, it doesn't sound exactly (laughs) like that, but they want to go to stroller strides because it's where all their little friends are. So again, fitness for mom, fun for baby. It's all good. So fun. Well, I, I want to go a little into your background because yeah. it interests me that you earned a master's from San Diego State University in psychology. Mm-hmm. But what interests me was it was an emphasis in exercise adherence. Yes. And I feel like there must be a story behind that emphasis and why you decided to go that route. Yeah. So my thesis was exercise adherence and behavior modification, weight control. I taught fitness throughout college. I think I started actually in high school, but throughout college. And I was always blown away by how many clients I had where I'm like, okay, you're going to eat grilled chicken and vegetables. And then they'd eat pizza and French fries and fried chicken. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, who are we kidding? I was doing the same. Why do we do the things that we know? It's it's funny because when you think about it, all diets that are out there are telling you what to eat, all right? Keto, sugar, whatever it might be. The problem is not what to eat. We all know what we should be eating, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. unless we're really talking about fine-tuning, we all know that grilled chicken and vegetables are going to be better than the pizza and the French fries. It's why don't we eat it? And so I was obsessed not only for myself, but for all of my clients about diet mentality and really understanding how do we find 
a way to eat and a way to exercise that is going to last a lifetime. And so that was really what I studied was you had to change. It's usually about changing your thoughts and changing your behaviors Mm -hmm. and creating habits. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason why diet culture doesn't work is, you know, if you tell yourself you can't have something, it only makes you want something more. Yes. Pretty much what I found in my studies was that every diet is followed by an equal and opposite binge. And so that's why people end up gaining more weight when they diet. So it was in my heart to study it, not only for my clients, but for myself. And I'm sure that some of that made it into Fit for Mom, not only with how we've created an exercise program that feels good and is fun, but also our nutrition programs, like our body well programs, really making sure this is a lifestyle because we want to raise healthy moms so they can raise healthy kids. We don't want to raise moms who are having to be on diets and showing their kids deprivation. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Yes. Okay. So you've lit a fire in me because I have a rage against diet culture. 
And it is such like, let's go, it is girl. A, go. Okay. There is such this perception, especially among women, that they have to do a particular plan to get things done diet wise. And we see this a lot in our coaching community too, how women come in and they're like, I'm going to follow this plan and I'm going to follow this plan. And you have results in the first month, mm-hmm. but it's after the first month, it gets so so hard. And just like some personal things, like I am counting my macros right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I find that it's a very sustainable way of living because I yeah. don't have to restrict myself from mm-hmm. anything. Yes. <laughs> because like you mentioned, when you say you can't have something, you just want it even more. So for all of those moms out there and women and just people in general who feel like they want to get healthier they want to feel good and confident and they're considering this diet program over here. What do you say? (laughs) You know, it's human nature that we always want a quick fix, right? Right. I want to be bikini ready by summer. I want to be in a dress for this wedding. I want to, you know, it's like always this quick fix. It's society right now too. Everything is on demand. Mm -hmm. You want to watch something, you just stream it right away. Everything is instantaneous. So we want everything instantaneous. But I think about... If you had made some small changes one year from now, you'd be pretty happy with where you'd be right now. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. can we start making some small changes? And so for me, it's very much about making small, sustainable changes. I love that you're counting macros. I think education is really important. Mm -hmm. So understanding how food fuels your body, Mm -hmm. understanding how you put on muscle, understanding how you can burn body fat, understanding how sugar affects you. The more education you have, that helps you make better choices, but then going, okay, you know what? What are three new habits I'm going to work on? So maybe we start with water or maybe we start with, you know, changing some of the timing, but we don't try to change everything at once because it's not no. sustainable. So right. change a few right. things, you make it a habit. Once it's a habit, then we can change a few more things. And I love the book. This is not a diet book, but we can apply it. The Slight Edge. It's one of my favorite Edge. books if you have not read it. Not and it's really about that if you can make a small change every single day, how that adds up with compound interest. And it's funny, Mm. it's the only book that I ever offered each of my kids $100 to read this book because I really believe, I believe so much that this mentality can change everything in your life. And so if we apply it to fitness and nutrition, it's like, can you improve by, I think like a third of a percent a day? That's it. Just a little bit each day instead of trying to do something so giant. That's so great because first of all, you have boosted my hope a little bit in this whole process because honestly, I'm 41 days into counting macros. I've Mm -hmm. been doing it well. I've been tracking everything. I would definitely say I'm not doing it perfectly and it's going very, very slow, but it's sustainable. And just Mm -hmm. what you say is like, if you've made a little change, now it's time just to like make another little change. Yeah, And the education helps so much because What I do by counting macros is I am now seeing exactly what is in the food that I am putting in my body. And a big realization I came to very early on in the process is I'm like, whoa, that has a lot more calories than I thought it did. Yeah. 
And when I did the macros for my famous margaritas that I make, I'm like, wow, that's 295 calories all in carbs. I need to budget for that throughout the day. And then I'm going to enjoy that one. Yeah. And that knowledge is power. So with the margaritas to think about, the calories maybe aren't super high on some drinks, depending on what Mm -hmm. you're going to have, but your body can't burn fat when it's trying to digest alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so if all of us as moms are drinking alcohol on a regular basis, and I do too, so this is not a judgment, you just have to be aware it's going to be really hard to achieve some of your weight loss goals, if that's what you have, if you are drinking every night. So again, Mm -hmm. just knowledge is power. And what's a core value for me is that I want you to live as you one day want your kids to live. Mm. If you think about that, that is the answer for everything. Like I want my kids to eat healthy foods because that fuels them. I want them to eat so that it gives them energy. But forgetting about the food part, I want them to move their body so they feel good. I want them to Mm -hmm. stress less. I want them to have more fun. I want them to have life balance. Kids don't do what we ask them to do, but they might do what you model for them. So this is the best gift you can give as a mom is to live as you one day want your kids to live. I'm thinking to myself, you are definitely. Lisa is a no guilt mom. (laughs) Is she not, Joanne? You are a no guilt mom. That is what we we preach. Yes. (laughs) Nice. I love it. The only way that you can make changes in your family is if you make changes in yourself. That's the only, only way. And I love it from that mentality, especially you mentioned the stress part, the stress less. And I have to say, my daughter caught me off guard the other week where I was like, I love my job. And she's like, mom, I always see how much your job makes you miserable. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, but it doesn't make me miserable. I love my job, but I am only sharing the parts where I am stressed. I'm not sharing the other 90% of the time where I'm happy and fulfilled and get to do what I love. And so it's such an interesting balance when we talk especially about stress and stressing less because in our culture, I think that it's not become as acceptable to talk about when we're happy, when we're fulfilled, when we're calm mm-hmm. as when we are stressed. Well, right. Because yes. like, we're venting. people look at it as like, oh, they're bragging, right? Mm-hmm. Like it can, it can look like that. I think women, we get judged a lot for that, especially as mom. If we're having good things and we talk about it a lot, it can be like, oh, there's no way that's real. That person has to be making it up. Whenever you ask any mom how you are, I mean, maybe not your listeners, but any other mom, you're going to say, how are you? What do they say? Crazy. Crazy. Right? So, so oh, overwhelmed. Well, so overwhelmed. Yeah. Like everybody always says the yes. same thing. I was that way. Okay. And I realized I created that for myself and mm-hmm. I am the designer of my life. And it is up to me to design something different. So if I don't want to live in overwhelm, I don't have to. If I don't want to live in chaos, I don't have to. And so I'm that person who I'll be bragging, I guess, to say I've reclaimed my time and I've reclaimed my health and myself. And again, I feel I am imperfect as all human beings are. There is no perfect. I also share Mm -hmm. with my family the stresses. And I also model how I prevent stress and how I deal with stress and hopefully not just by drinking a glass of wine. Yeah. You know, it's what you say there, hopefully and not drinking a glass of wine. I realized I was doing that. That was my coping mechanism. And throughout this journey, I have been breaking down in tears crying when I'm so stressed because I had no other coping mechanism to deal with my stress other than either drinking a glass of wine or getting some ice cream. Yes. And those were the two. 
And when you realize you're not that, alone. right? No, no, right? You're not alone. But, and yeah. it was something that's helped me because again, I love my glass of wine and I used to be really good at, you know, I would just have my wine on the weekends and then come the pandemic, like so many of us, it became just a nightly thing. It was fun. My mm-hmm. husband and I would open up a bottle of wine each night and, you know, 10 pounds later. But besides that, what I realized was I was using the wine to numb me. Mm-hmm. I was using the wine so that I didn't have to deal with the real stress and the real feelings of the day. And so a good mind shift for me to be is, no, I want to feel this life. Okay. And Mm. it's okay to feel stress and to be aware of it and to breathe through it and have a different response to stress. Something that I've been doing, I'm going to do total tangent alerts. We we call ourselves shiny object squirrel girls. So So you are welcome here at any time. Uh, I've been doing the cold plunges. Have you played with that? And I briefly contemplated getting a cold plunge pool. Yes. Yeah. I (laughs) I did. I'm going to say don't go buy the cold plunge pool. Just go to one, you know, like I have a pool in my backyard, so that's close enough. But here's why I'm liking the cold plunge more than anything. It's supposedly there are some health benefits to it. But besides that, it is learning how to stay calm in a very stressful situation. I can see that. Mm. Think about it. You get into that. something cold. What do you do? Right. You go into panic and you start <gasps> you know, breathing really fast. Okay. That, yep. that is what your normal yep. response is. But through this practice, I am learning how to stay calm and I am finding that I'm able to apply in other parts of my life. Okay. That was the mm-hmm. end of that shiny object. Interesting. No, I, I don't think this was a shiny object whatsoever because, so I've done four marathons and my last one was 14 years ago, but that is something that I learned in marathon training Mm -hmm. too. Cause I think the same thing applies in exercise. When you are in a hard, intense exercise, you go into this panic. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And you have to bring yourself back so that your heart rate stays calm so that you can push through whatever you're pushing through. So I think that's, it's one of the benefits of exercise as well it's teaching you not to panic and teaching you to control those intense emotions of thinking you're not being able to do something. Would you say that's also along the same lines of meditation as well? Like being thoughtful, being in the moment and being aware so you can move through it? No. I mean, I'm a big meditator. I meditate every day. I have for 25 years mm-hmm. uh, and I've tried all different kinds and I teach meditation. So I'm, I'm trying to get into it. Very, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm going to do some Star Wars on you. There is no try. You either do or you do not. Ah! Okay. So you're, you're this is you, the way, Brie. You, you might say you're working on it. <laughs> okay. Or fine. you might say I'm dabbling in it, but don't use the word all try. Right, I'm, 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 use that I'm word working anymore. on making it a habit. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. 
On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Yes. And the thing is, here's what I want to remind you about meditation. They call it a meditation practice because it's a practice. You have to practice it, all right? It doesn't, it's not something that's given to you and comes easy. I've been meditating for 25 years. There has never been one single session where I sit there, ah, and you know, for those of you who are not watching on video, I, you know, clear head, not a thought. Your brain is made to think. What will start to happen as you practice, Brie, is that you will start to slow down the thoughts. You will start mm-hmm. to create more space between the thoughts. So where I tie the meditation into the stress stuff that, that Joanne was talking about is the more you practice meditation, the better that muscle is when you're having a stressful situation of being able to calm your physical body. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and I think that's the totally. big point, right? Like, because that's where I struggle. And I think so many of us do, and we need this. Like, we are like... How are you doing? I'm crazy. My life is crazy. I'm super stressed. Joanne was saying when you're doing the marathon, like we don't believe we can get out of it. I'm not having that yeah. fix right away. I'm not able to meditate as well as my husband is or as well as my best friend is. So I must be doing something wrong or I must not be able to do it kind of thought process. And you're probably only going to meditate once a day, maybe twice a day if you're really into it, but know what you could tap into anytime. So for any of your listeners right now who are going, no, actually everybody needs to do this right now. So if you feel like I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling anxious, all I want you to do right now is just take some deep breaths, really slow, slow, deep breaths, and just notice how immediately your body starts to calm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel it immediately. Just do that. Do that throughout the day. You know, notice when you feel yourself starting to get psyched up and and go, okay, I'm okay with this feeling. I want to be a feeling human being. And let's unpack it a little bit. Why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling stress? And it's it's our mind. And if we can switch that and switch our energy, switch everything. And I think meditation and exercise really do provide those ways to calm down the body and make you recognize the emotions. And I would say the difference is that in meditation, you're taking a current state and trying to calm yourself down. And in exercise, you're creating an agitated state and then working to calm yourself down. But with the feelings and the stress, something else that has really helped me, and this is actually something that is a known therapy field. But when you put words and emotions to your feelings, you're taking Mm -hmm. it from your abstract sense to your logical sense, and you're able to feel some relief. And they don't know why this happens. Like they're still unaware of why this happens, but it works. So the act of journaling and just writing it down and saying, I feel really stressed right now. This happened and this happened and this happened. And then it happens for me all the time when I'm journaling where I just get, and I calm down. It's unbelievable. It is. It's almost Mm -hmm. magical. We're trying to hold all that stuff inside. 
That's hard. And I guess I was going to retreat back to what we were talking about originally with like, you know, stroller strides. And when you're in that stage, right? When you just had a kid, everything is kept inside. There is so much swarming around Mm -hmm. in there. It's stressful 24 seven. Absolutely. And you feel like you, well, I've never done this before. So you've got so many questions around motherhood, which is why I started it. You guys, I wasn't trying to start a business. I yeah, how did this had start? questions about, <laughs> 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 so I was a brand new mom to Jacob at the time of the, of this recording release, he will have just turned 22. And I started stroller strides when he was three months old. So I wasn't looking to start a business. I was looking to build a mom community because I knew nothing about motherhood. So I figured, hey, I can help everybody get back in shape after having a baby. I developed my own stroller workout that I did with Jacob and it was our best hour of the day. And we got a total body workout in walking with the stroller, doing lunges and squats and using tables for push-ups and tricep dips. And that part was great. But what was missing for me was community. And I had questions about nursing and sleeping and leaking and all kinds of things. And I had no mom friends. So I figured, Mm -hmm. all right, let me just build a little local community so that we can support one another. And that has been a foundation of Fit for Mom since the beginning. And apparently I wasn't the only one looking for it because the business took off. And I want you guys to realize this is August, 2001. There is no Facebook. There is no social media. There were were any of a podcast, which is so crazy. Mm -hmm. This is pure word of mom. This is you know, Sally calling her sister, cousin, or friend and going, I'm doing this really cool class called Stroller Strides. And then Sally's cousin calling us and saying, oh, you know, I want to join a class. And so long story short, we ended up franchising the business and Stroller Strides grew up and became only one of our programs. We now have fitness for every stage of motherhood, starting with Fit for Baby, which is our prenatal program. We have Strides 360. We have Body Ignite, Body Well, Body Boost, Run Club, all fitness, wellness for every stage of motherhood. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have about over 200 franchisees. We have almost 2,000 instructors across the country. And not only was it magical for the clients and continues to be, it was a really cool career opportunity to share for our franchisees and our instructors that I wasn't expecting because it's a your own business that you get to integrate with motherhood. So that's been an amazing thing to be able to share in the evolution of this business. Yeah. Moms need community. We need other moms who have our back, who aren't going to judge us and putting it in the realm of fitness, I think is like, it's perfect yes. because you need it. We find that moms come for the fitness and they stay for the community. And I have moms who have been friends since my first class 20 something years ago, and they all just sent their kids to college together. Oh my God. So if you need mom friends, and what's really cool, I get to visit classes all over the country. Any class I have ever gone to, I'm like, these are the most down to earth, welcoming, non clicky, non judgmental. I speak to all of you. You've got to place at Fit for Mom. It's really you know, a pretty special place. That's amazing. Well, Lisa, it has been amazing talking to you. And I've loved this talk about moms and health and diet and exercise and stress. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, I've got a special for your listeners, if that's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. 
Awesome. Okay. So if you go to fitformom.com forward slash podcast, there's a couple of different offers for your mamas. They can enter to win a free month. They can get a free week of classes wherever they're at. And they can also get 50% off our Fit for Mom on Demand. So if there's not a class near you, we've got an online program. And so we just need to do the name of your podcast, No Guilt Mom 5050 for half off. And that is how they can get half off Fit for Mom on Demand. Love awesome. that. Well, we will share that in our show notes as well. And awesome. thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much, ladies. So there's so much that goes into actually creating a healthy lifestyle. And I got a little fired up during the interview about You're all passionate. of my thoughts on the matter. You're passionate so about passionate. it. Because I see people go through the same diet over and over again and then gain the weight back and then go through the diet again and then gain the weight back. And it's just like, it's it's disheartening, I'm sure. It's disheartening. I would think so. Yeah. Like in my life, I have had my ups and my downs with weight and it 100% has to do with what Lisa said with the whole, you know, you do or you don't, it's no try. It has to be baby steps for me. And it's funny because like my background being in special education for early, early childhood, like zero to three, all we ever did was teach how to make those baby steps and to see that gradual progress to keep your motivation up and to keep working at it. And I sometimes forget about that when it comes to myself, but I know I respond best to that. And so she talked about that. You talked about that. We talk about it in balance VIP all the time with the habit tracker. Yeah. It's making the little changes and then you'll get a space and you'll see that with those little changes. Wow. There was progress. Well, I have to say it is a mentality I constantly have to check myself on. And it's something that I am intentional about, especially like in our balance journal, how we write the things that my mind needs to hear. Mm. Sometimes I write, I'm like, I am going exactly the speed I need to go. Because for instance, ways this comes up is I do hardcore on the floor and there are certain workouts I hate. I hate them. I hate the anything that includes a lot of burpees and squats and everything. And before I started working on this, I would look at those workouts and I'd be like, I just need to power through it. I just have to do it. Let's do it all. Even though at the end of the workout, I like feel like I want to puke. Like it's that bad. And I think a lot of people associate exercise with feeling like they want to puke. But it doesn't need to be that way. So much so that like I have just taken this gradual approach to movement where I'm like, I'm going to go and enjoy the exercise. And at parts, I find I can push myself a little harder than I thought I could, Mm -hmm. but I never push myself to that point of pukage. I never stop listening to my body, but I always have to fight that voice that tells me I am a wimp or I'm not doing enough or like I will never achieve this goal because I'm not willing to do what it takes. I always have to fight that voice. Tell Bob to shove it. Where the sun don't shine. Well, (laughs) I think you might, when you describe it with yourself, I think you might have a Bob lurking in there too. Oh, I definitely have a Bob. Telling you something. Bob is big. He takes up the whole damn couch. (laughs) He's huge. And Bob, Bob, for everybody who is not in Balance VIP, it is that inner voice that's mean to you. Yes. What does your Bob say to you? What does your Bob say to you when you try to like do the big things and then you realize that you're supposed to be taking baby steps? It should be easier for you. Why is it, it, you know, and Bob likes to name names. Bob will be like, you know, Jen, Miguel, Joanne, Shana. It'll throw out all kinds of names to me, but that person could do this and you can't. This person could do this and you can't. There's just something wrong Mm. with you. But again, that's where with me, I do know that some of my secret weapon for me is it has to be social, which is 
Yeah. You know, I never did get to go to stroller strides when my kids were little. I knew of it, but I didn't get to go. And I wish I had, because I would watch, I would, sometimes I would see them getting together. And I wish I was over there. I would have talked to mother moms. I would have friends because I'll do more when I'm with others. But yeah, I have a harder time doing what I know is best. Well, that's good to know about yourself. Yeah. If you know that you need social stuff, you need to like join a group like that. I do. I do. I I get much better results when I'm doing things. And I can't just be accountability. I have to actually be with other people. But you know that about me. I'm like, chatty, chatty, chat, 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 chat. So. Yeah. See, I have to be social too, but I... I think the pandemic helped me redefine my social because as long as other people are going through the same things I am, Mm -hmm. I feel connected. So that's why I do hardcore on the floor is because there's a Facebook group and everybody is doing the same exercises and you're on there and somebody will post like, yeah, jumping squats. Let's talk about this right here. And we've all gone through a shared experience, even though we're separate. Yeah. So That's awesome. I think that helps. But yeah, your your Bob is is in that comparison land. Oh yeah. He's got a lot he's of people get into. I've imagined oh, that. Yeah. he kind of looks like the mucus guy from the mucus commercials. <laughs> there you he's go. His cigar and his old ripped like <laughs> tank top and his hat sideways. He's not nice. <laughs> yeah. Rethink some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's what you need to do. You need to visualize it. Yeah. And I think what Lisa said is just us taking those small steps and habits and changing from there. Because with my weight loss journey I'm on right now, I've lost five pounds and I'm 41 days in right now. And the scale hasn't really moved for the past two weeks, but I know I'm making progress and I've learned a lot and I've learned a lot about planning my meals and I've learned a lot about portion control and I've learned about the importance of protein. And I do see little areas that I could tweak, such as me grabbing raisins by the handful out of the pantry, which does not help with my calories. <laughs> you know, you replace, you replace, yeah. you replace. And there's always things you can tweak. Or like one thing I'm working on right now is adding more vegetables to every single meal yeah. I eat. <clears throat> so it's those little changes the little that help things. and that are sustainable. Which mm-hmm. I love. I love the little changes. Like we do, we focus on that so much in Balance VIP, but it, mm-hmm. it's amazing. So much there. I'm going to always plug Balance VIP because we take everything that we learn and we bring it all back to Balance VIP for all of our members. No, I would say if you are still on this podcast conversation with us and you are not in Balance VIP, what are you doing? <laughs> Because obviously, like you enjoy this interaction. This is like us in balance, except I feel like I'm a lot more unfiltered in balance because there's stuff I can't share in the public sphere where I do share in balance. And then you get our help as well. And our members have experienced such huge wins from Donna, who's able to connect with her kids more because she feels she's not against them. To Tracy, who like totally transferred all of those things that she was doing for her kids, like packing the bags and making sure they did their homework to the kids. Mm -hmm. And she has so much more free time now. I could just name, name, name all of our members who have had these big wins and so come to balance. And that's the community too. And if you're looking for in-person community, Lisa had a fantastic deal. I don't know if you guys caught it at the end of the episode. So I'm going to say it again right now. She has a really great deal where you can get 50% off any of the Fit for Mom on Demand stuff. So there's that as well. No Guilt Mom 50. And the information is in the show notes below, but I believe it was fitformom.com forward slash podcast. Did I say my slash correctly? I always mess up on the slash. Slash. 
Oh, I always do too. Backslash, forward slash. Yes. Really, yeah. Everything's a forward slash, really. There's really no backslashes in website addresses. That is true. Because we always say backslash. Ever. It's always a forward slash. Yeah. We're always moving forward and progressing. (laughs) (laughs) You like that? (laughs) Mom joke. I'm I'm going to make mom jokes a thing. Why should dads have all the fun? (laughs) I think my kids would be like, cringe. Do you get that a lot? Cringe. Well, that's why recently we had a podcast episode where we did a quote and Bree said sus. And I'm like, oh, that's a little cringy right there. And then I'm like, oh my God, I just uh, used two slang that like. Use cringe. Ah. But anyway. Pretty soon you're going to be eating your lunch and you're going to say it's bussing. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't. I have to like, it's so hard uh, to decipher what my daughter says half the time to me. I'm like, wait, what? Say that again. Do not. LOL. LOL. That's what my daughter says. LOL. I still know LOL. LOL. Yeah, whatever. Leave me alone. I know that. But she's putting the loser sign on her forehead. I know. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Remember the best mom is the happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. 